we were drunk, weren't we, Hubert? <laughs> Besides, it was just a joke. It's too late for apologies and explanations, Mr. Spinnaker. The damage is done. It's time to pipe the pair. And welcome to another movie mug. I'm Steve Piggott. Well, yes, I'm back with another film, a drink, and a fully charged iPad. Uh, that's right. Yes, I record my shows on my uh, my little uh, iPad friend, and then uh, well, garage band them up. I find that the sound is a little better than the record in uh, the microphone on the iMac, which is a little worse for wear these days. I need to uh, upgrade my kit, so to speak. Uh, but after doing five shows last week uh, over five days, a little celebration of the uh, the beginning of the uh, podcast, it feels like I've, I've not really done much this week, and it's been a it's been a funny week in the UK. We've had all these extra bank holidays and royal weddings and yeah the weather's been glorious and shenanigans but um i've also started a blog uh, this week uh, on tumblr which you can uh, which you can find and it's called gone to lunch back in three hours and the the title of that will become clear if you read the posts uh, in a little while it's um it's quite relevant to my uh, my movie watching uh, career as such um and well, yes, I mean, of course, I've been watching movies, tapes, old VHS tapes that I've rediscovered from my dark, dingy loft. And uh, this week, I've dusted off, well, t- taken the cobwebs out and uh, straightened the tape as such. But yeah, dusted off a 1982 funny that I've, uh, well, I've, I've definitely not seen in at, uh, at least 15 years. At least 15 years, I'd say. I've uh, been with my wife for that long, and I don't remember ever watching this with her. She's seen it before, but I don't think we've seen it together. So it's at least 15 years. Uh, but first, the mug. Yes, well, the mug this week. Well, I've uh, I've copped out a little bit. I've gone the the simple route, um, and I was in the local town just earlier and uh, went for a beverage from one of our many, many, many coffee houses here in the UK. There just seems to be them all over the place. Uh, Costa Coffee, uh, Costa Packet is what I like to call it. Uh, yes, it's uh, certainly not not cheap coffee, uh, but oh, 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 it's a yum yum. Oh, it's a yum yum. Uh, latte. Made with soy milk uh, because I find it a little creamier than normal milk, and um, I've turned a few people onto soy lattes from uh, from this establishment over the years. So uh, give it a try, Costa Coffee. Uh, so to this week's film, well, this one has been out for some time, and I saw it. It would it was going to be into the end of the eighties uh, before I saw it. it. Came out in nineteen eighty two. Recorded from Premiere, the British cable TV movie channel, which was sort of a precursor to the days of Sky. Uh, I know that. Because because it's got the premiere uh, header logo at the beginning of the film, as I've recorded it from. And uh, it did, this one was bit, it became a bit of a favourite at the time. It got watched quite a lot uh, over the years, um, sort of late 80s to early 90s, the last time I'd seen it, because the, uh, the, tape, the tape quality definitely shows it's been um, heavily, heavily abused, but it's still watchable. It jumps around a little bit, um, the sound goes up and down in places, but it's still watchable. It was written by none other than uh, John Hughes, and he shouldn't really need explaining. Um, but uh, just in case, he's the guy behind probably all of the great teen angst films in the 80s. 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, he hit you know global pay dirt in the early 90s with the Home Alone films. Um, a, a Goliath, a giant, uh, you know, and quite a... Um, 
quite a, a feature in my uh, in my early days we were in film uh, watching. But um, this is his first feature script. The, a few years before he started directing his own scripts, and only the second film to bear the uh, National Lampoon banner after Animal House. It is, uh, of course, talking about 1982's National Lampoon's Class Reunion, starring uh, Jarrett Graham, Michael Lerner, Misty Rowe, Blackie Dammit, Fred McCarran, Miriam Flynn, Stephen Firth. Yes, I know what you're mostly thinking. Who? Uh, well, Michael Lerner uh, is probably about the highest profile actor in the bunch. He's famous for the likes of Barton Fink. Uh, he was Mayor Ebert in Godzilla. He was in A Serious Man. And of course, not forgetting Omen for The Awakening. How could we forget about that? And he's still working hard, churning out, uh, you know, at least 10 shit movies to one good one. But he, he's still a good actor in my book. I'll, uh, I'll always watch something with, with Michael Lerner in. Uh, most of the rest of the cast haven't really done much of note since uh, this film. Uh, and nothing much before either. Kind of like, you know, the odd Star Trek Law and Order, and they've probably been like a you know patient of the week on you know like either ER or House at some point. Um, of course, with the exception of the cook, the cafeteria cook, Anne Ramsey, uh, serving up some uh, right slop to the reunionese um, and slicing pizza so thick and burnt in one scene with a jigsaw. I kid you not. Anne Ramsey, of course, famous for her turns as uh, Mama Fratelli in The Goonies, uh, and my favourite of all her roles as uh, Mama Lift in Throw Mama from the Train. I, I love that film. Fantastic film. So, um, you know, a couple of names in there, but mostly mostly unknowns and really haven't gone on to do a great deal much since that. Uh, as for the director as well, directed by Michael Miller, um, who after this seemed to have sort of turned his hand more to TV movies of the week specials based on, you know, sloppy old romantic novels like Daniel Steele and boring, boring, boring. So, uh, so John Hughes was really the only one to really come out of this with a, uh, with, with a decent career. But um, anywho, as the title suggests, it's about a class reunion, a 10-year reunion to be precise of the class of 72 from Lizzie Borden High School, a uh, equality American institute, there's, there's no doubt about that. Ten years before the reunion, uh, obviously the class of 72, they're enjoying the, some you know, sort of high school shenanigans, getting drunk and uh, you know feeling each other up and stuff like that around a campfire in the woods and um, praying a little on the rather feckless Walter Baylor, played by Blackie Dammit. What a name, Blackie Dammit. I mean, is it his real name? I don't know. I need to look at that. Blackie Dammit, Dammit. Uh, he, I mean, he stopped acting 20 years ago, Mr. Blackie, Mr. Blackie, damn it. Uh, but I do remember clocking him at the beginning of Lethal Weapon. Um, shortly after having seen this film, I saw Lethal Weapon, and he's one of the drug dealers that uh, uh, Riggs uh, plays uh, Free Stooges with at the beginning. He's got that very weird, stretched, thin face. Um, looks a little bit like... Um, uh, Bruce Campbell's uh, character in Army of Darkness when he's getting his face sucked into that hole in the uh, Baratu club. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the gang um, uh, sort of headed up by with the class president sort of play a bit of a prank on poor old Walter and tell him that the uh, the class hottie uh, is uh, is waiting for him in a car and wants to give him uh, <coughs> a bit of a bit of hand relief, shall we say? But uh, but she's shy, um, so he has to wear a paper bag on his face uh, with holes cut out. Uh, but not to worry, not to worry because she's got one on too. And in the middle of the said act, uh, Walter's bag gets ripped off his head by um, by the chief prankster, the president Bob Spinnaker, played by uh, Jerry Graham, um, and then uh, Walter kind of likes like, oh, what's going on here, and takes the bag off the girl who's. Uh, who's handing it to him, shall we say. Uh, he screams, close up on him, he screams, and then we cut to the reunion ten years later. 
everybody's turning up at the old uh, school, which is kind of looks a bit like a castle, really, more than anything else. It looks like something out of uh, out of Clue. Um, but everyone's turning up and they're getting their name badges and uh, they're enjoying drinks, catching up, fooling around. And you've got all your stereotypes that you would expect. You know, you've got the uh, the couple who haven't seen each other for 10 years and are desperate to get it on. You've got the perv who never married and is hitting on everybody he can. You've got the class president who's still acting as if he owns the place. You've got the stoners, you know, they're still riding the pot, not knowing where they are. You've got the girly, oh my God, clique, you know, still living on. Uh, beyond the high school walls and making others feel like crap and uh, you know, throw in a few sort of off-the-wall characters like a vampire and um, and, and, and a girl who sold, a, sold her soul to the devil uh, who now foams at the mouth. She's got horns, she can make drinks overspill and, um, and you know, shoot fire out of her ass. Well, okay, maybe not the last one, but I kind of expected that to happen. But um, And lurking in the background of all of this going on and all this catching up and hijinks and shenanigans is... Um, is a this kind of sinisterish figure dressed in a schoolgirl's costume with a paper bag on his head. Uh-huh. You see him in windows, you see him in the background, you see him watching all these people come to the um, reunion. Enter Michael Lerner's character, Dr. Robert Young, who tries to tell, at least to begin with, tries to tell uh, Bob Spinnaker, the, uh, the sort of president, that... Um, the Walter Walter Baylor was institutionalised um, for attacking his parents with a, a vacuum cleaner, and that his life and his head—they're all kind of screwed up because that girl ten years ago that they got into that car um, to uh, to uh, to adjust Walter, shall we say, <coughs> was in fact his sister. And um, he's escaped from the hospital, and he may come back seeking revenge from the people who wronged him and. You know, screwed up his head all that time, all that time ago. Um, they kind of like, oh, whatever kind of thing. Uh, but during a presentation, they get up on stage. During a presentation on stage, they're doing a who's done what, who did what then, and who's done what now. And uh, there's a Harry Krishna type guy. He wasn't a Harry Krishna in school, but he's turned to Harry Krishna now, and he goes to answer a phone call in one of the offices. He gets called in, um, only to be killed, uh, strung up, and swung across the stage. Uh, pendulum style as they're calling out his name to collect you know sort of like his his accolades not an award but just a uh, congratulations for all he's done uh, and his body swings across the stage and knocks into the girl who's doing the um uh, the announcing everybody's like screaming and shouting as a dead body and they start running for the exits and guess what they've been bolted shut of course they've been bolted shut why would you do- why would you not bolt them shut so they can't get out and um and Walter Baylor starts then often those who wronged him ten years ago in uh, in, in ever more elaborate ways. Um, yeah, um, and why not? <laughs> okay, I've been looking for an excuse to slip in a, a Norman knot there, and I've just done it. Um, why not? So it sounds a bit like a horror film, doesn't it? Uh, but it ain't. It's it's actually more like Scooby Doo uh, than a horror film. It, it even got sort of corridor a corridor chase sequence yeah, a la Scooby. Um, probably, probably actually better than, 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 than Scooby-Doo itself, actually. But it's it's fitting that it has that kind of thing in it because it's supposed to be a parody. It's a Lampoon film. The Lampoon films lampooned not only other films and genres, but themselves. Uh, and, of course, it's, it's John Hughes. So, OK, admittedly, at the beginning of his career, and he, and he did much, much, much better than this over the years. But it's still a lot of fun. There's still fun to be had in this film. It's... It's not belly laugh fun. I didn't sit there watching this film and go, ah, oh, 
<laughs> it's more Beavis and Butthead, a laughing you <laughs> kind of thing. You know, there's I see I remember this film back when I was watching it, back when I was sort of seventeen, eighteen, whatever it was when I first saw this film, probably even a little bit earlier. You know, it was a bit more risque and raunchy to me then, you know, there was there's boobies in it and uh, you know, uh, a few sort of crass jokes um and stuff like that. So I remember it being a bit more risque and uh, you know, and it was certainly was shown it's certainly an eighteen rated film. It was shown late in the night. It wasn't a prime time film, but these days you look at it and it's very, very tame. Incredibly tame actually. Uh there's not even any blood in the in the murders, in the deaths. They're all done uh, either off screen or, you know, sort of played for laughs. But it's uh it, it's it's good. It's it's not a great film. It really isn't. Oh excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. Oh my god. No, I'm fine. Or I am gonna sneeze. No, no, I'm fine. It's not a great film, uh, by any stretch of imaginations. It's it's no Animal House. Oh, it's no, no, or even Vacation, or, or even Vegas. Vac- well, no, it might be Vegas Vacation better. Yeah, it's Vegas. It's not Christmas Vacation, but it's uh, but in the Lampoon sort of canon of films, it's certainly better than than a lot of the sort of very very poor recent attempts I've seen um, to uh, sort of keep the keep the tradition alive, shall we say? Certainly of those that have kept the title of National Lampoon, sort of, etc., etc., whatever, whatever, um, I, I did actually look it up on Wikipedia. There's actually a lot of films that dropped the Lampoon title, probably to appeal to a, a broader audience, no doubt. Um, and some surprising ones in there, actually, probably most surprising, was uh, Black Ball, uh, 2003, a, uh, a film um, about English bowls, which uh, which I think is, is a great little film. It's uh, Paul Kay, directed by Mel Smith. You know, these are these are quite famous names in the UK. And it's, uh, it's a cracking little title but i never realized it was a it really probably should have been national lampoons black ball but dropping the lampoon from a title pretty it meant that it did appeal to a bigger audience um it kind of puts a lot of people off i think these days when they, they just think it's some sort of frat boy you know sort of high school hijinks which you know a lot of them were um I particularly like the stoner cats in this film. Uh, Chip, played by Barry Diamond, who a few years later played an almost identical role as Rudy in Bachelor Party, which probably also could have been a National Lampoon's Bachelor Party. You know, I mean, it's it's very, very similar sort of style of of comedy, only much, much better. Um, And he played uh, that character in that that film. Uh, And Carl, Chip and Carl, Carl's played by Art Evans, who I only ever remember seeing again as uh, McLean's buddy in the Annex Skywalk sequence in uh, Die Hard 2. Um, so, uh, you know, he didn't really go on to do much more. Um, but they basically go, they get, they get high throughout the entire film, uh, not knowing who anybody is or where they are or what's going on. And and they play it well. They play it well. There's, uh, there's quite a few quotable lines from those two. Uh, and the only other notable, really sort of real good uh, part about it was Hubert, played by Stephen First, who a couple of years later turned up in uh, The Dream Team, um, which uh, I think it was Albert who played in The Dream Team, which I thought was a really good film with Michael Michael Caine, uh, not Michael Caine, sorry, Michael Keaton and Michael Caine, Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd, um, and Peter Boyle, I think. Yeah, not sure, but um, but Stephen first plays Hubert, the lovable, overweight perv who uh, you know who I mentioned earlier try to get it on with anybody, including including a blind chick, and I kid you not, he really does. So um, so those are, those are the only real particularly good bits about the film. But it, as the whole, it kind of it's an it's an easy breezy eighty four minutes of your time. There's some good laughs. There's some fun to be had. There's a lot, lot worse out there in the National Lampoon series of films. So this is one worth checking out. National Lampoon's Class Reunion, this week's movie mug. 